Welcome to the Washington Weekly, a ministry of Washington Baptist Church. This podcast is devoted to getting you into God's Word and equipping you to serve. I'm your host, Trent Henson, Associate Pastor. On today's episode, I'll talk about the Bible verse that helped create a well-known organization. I'll also interview another member of Washington so you can learn more about our people and our ministries. Each week, I talk about specific Bible verses that impacted people or situations. My aim is to show the transforming power of God's Word. Today, I'll talk about the Bible verse that became one of the founding principles of Habitat for Humanity. Millard Fuller was born in 1935 in Alabama. He grew up on a farm. His business career began at six years old when his father gave him a pig. He took care of that pig and made sure it was well fed and then sold it for $11. Soon, he was buying and selling all kinds of animals, pigs, rabbits, chickens, you name it. He loved making money and spending the profit. He graduated from Auburn with a degree in economics in 1957, and then he entered the University of Alabama School of Law. While practicing law, he started up many small business ventures. He began to publish cookbooks, produce various products for local farmers, and even purchase real estate. Before long, he was flipping houses and making lots of money. By 1964, at the age of 29, Fuller was a millionaire. In 1959, he married Linda Caldwell. But before long, they were experiencing difficulties in their marriage because of his obsession with his work. Fuller's wife said she had every material possession she could ever want, but she had no husband because he was never home. Finally, the two agreed to start their life anew based on Christian principles. They agreed to give away their material possessions and most of their wealth. They went to Koinonia Farm, a Christian community in Georgia. There they aligned with a Bible teacher named Clarence Jordan. They were looking for practical ways to apply biblical teachings to their life. In 1968, they began building houses for poor people. This is when Fuller read Exodus 22, verse 25. It says, If you lend money to any of my people who are poor among you, you shall not be like a moneylender to him. You shall not charge him interest. Now let me put this verse into context. Exodus 22 covers moral and ceremonial laws involving crime, making restitution, and showing compassion. Verses 21 through 27 show God's concern for the welfare of those who are most vulnerable in society, strangers, widows, and the poor. These people were liable to discrimination, and God explicitly prepares a law that demands that they not be mistreated, and in fact, that they receive fair treatment from His people. This shows God's compassion and concern for those who are vulnerable and in need. In 1976, Fuller founded Habitat for Humanity, and this verse, Exodus 22:25, became one of the founding principles of his new ministry. Habitat for Humanity provides affordable homes for the needy. They don't give homes away, nor do they sell them for profit. 
Each person a house is built for is called a partner. During the building process, a partner is expected to work and contribute a set number of hours of what is called sweat equity. When finished, the partner makes a down payment and monthly payments thereafter. Following God's command in Exodus 22:25, Habitat for Humanity refuses to charge interest. Fuller devoted himself to Christian work and to preaching what he called the theology of the hammer and the economics of Jesus. Fuller explained these terms by saying, quote, All the ideas and concepts for both the theology of the hammer and the economics of Jesus are deeply rooted in God's word. Simply stated, the theology of the hammer is the understanding that our Christian faith mandates that we do more than just talk about faith and sing about love. We must put faith and love into action and make them real, to make them come alive for people. True faith must be acted out. The theology of the hammer means that we work hard until a house for a needy family is built or renovated. It means continuing to love and have concern that is shown to the family to ensure success as a new homeowner. This theology is also about bringing a wide diversity of people, churches, schools, businesses, and other organizations together to build and renovate houses and establish viable, dynamic communities. It acknowledges that our political, philosophical, and theological differences exist, but we can all find common ground using the hammer as an instrument of God's love. The biblical economic lessons that we call the economics of Jesus teach us that we can all agree on the following things. One, building and renovating simple, decent, affordable houses with and for people in need is right and central to proclaiming God's love. And two, it should be done by not charging interest or making profit off the poor. End quote. You can see how Exodus 22:25 played an important role in the foundation of this organization. Habitat for Humanity grew into a worldwide ministry that has built more than 300,000 houses that provide shelter for more than 1.5 million people in over 100 different countries. In 2005, Fuller continued his efforts in ministry by creating the Fuller Center of Housing. Fuller once said, quote, I see life as both a gift and a responsibility. My responsibility is to use what God has given me to help his people in need. End quote. Fuller devoted the last 36 years of his life to fulfilling this responsibility. Millard Fuller died at the age of 74 in 2009. I hope this story really encourages you to get into God's Word and to live by the principles that are in His Word, and also to use your gifts and talents in whatever way possible for God's glory and to lead people to Christ. Today my guest is Dave Dupree. Dave is our new Minister of Worship and Senior Adults, so thank you, Dave, for joining me. It's great to be here, Trent. I'm glad to be part of this podcast. Well, I appreciate your time. Uh, tell us about you and your family. I'd love to. My wife's name is Donna, and she's originally from Asheville and recently retired from teaching. She taught kindergarten and second grade in public schools and most recently taught kinder 
in our former church's school. We have seven children and 15 grandchildren who live in Asheville, Columbia, Charleston, and Vancouver Island, Canada. My mom, who recently turned 90, and my sister live in Sumter. And we also have a nephew and his family who live in Taylor's nearby. Two of our children serve in vocational ministry. Our son, Ryan, has been at First Baptist Church in Columbia as Minister of Internationals for 17 years. Our daughter, Amber, serves as preschool pastor at New Life Church in Asheville. And our son, Tyler, is an elder in his church and also serves on the worship team there. Okay, and I know a little bit of your family, um, this, that your children, and I know um, I saw an article recently on um, the one that's in Columbia and his ministry, and then also uh, your daughter has a, a new book out. Yes, our daughter Amber has uh, just published her first book, and uh, we're really excited about that. You can find it, uh, look up Amber Black on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or Target, and uh, it's, uh, it's a great book about just how to, to react and respond to uh, life in general, and it, she gives her testimony and, and, and ways that she's uh, worked through that. It's just a great book. Well, I'm excited to, that you're now closer to your family by moving back here to the Greer area. So what led you to Washington? Well, as you've already mentioned, I presently serve as the Minister of Worship and Senior Adults here at Washington, and Don and I are in our fifth month at Washington. We just love being back in Greer and serving with such amazing people and the fine staff here, you and uh, Pastor Drew and our rest of our staff. I actually served at Greer First Baptist for uh, nearly eight years before being called to a church in Texas where we have been for the past five and a half years before coming to Washington. We loved our time in Texas, but we're really blessed to be back closer to most of our family. And we love living in the upstate and uh, we just love serving with, with the folks here. And we just got back, as you said, from a vacation in Myrtle Beach and, uh, and we just uh, missed being close to the beaches in Texas as well. So we're just great, grateful to be back. Well, we are glad you are here and you have added a whole lot to our ministries here as not just in worship, but with our senior adults. So I always ask how people are involved here at Washington. So tell us a little bit about our your music program here, worship program, and also the senior adult ministry. Okay. Well, as, as worship pastor, obviously I plan, rehearse, and I lead our worship services each Sunday. We have a wonderful adult choir. We have a youth choir. We have three children's choirs, and we have a handbell choir. And we also, I ha also work with our fine tech team, who executes our live audio mix and our live stream production and our video projection. We just have excellent technically gifted lay leaders who do an amazing job leading this aspect of our ministry. In addition to worship, you've already mentioned I serve as our senior adult pastor. And uh, every month we have a meeting for our seniors called Keenagers, where we have a meal together, devotion, and a special program each month. And uh, in fact, we're going to have a senior adult retreat at the end of this month, October 28th through 30, at the Ridgecrest Conference Center in Black Mountain, which I think will be a great time of fellowship, inspiration, and spiritual revival for our senior adults. Yes, sounds great. And I know um, it's an exciting time for our choir right now because our choir will be back in action this Sunday, uh, coming up on the 10th. 
when we celebrate Drew's 20th anniversary here at Washington. So. That's right. We, we took a, a little bit of a pause during the uh, extremely difficult COVID times here, and several people were struggling, uh, not only in our community, but several families in our church. So we just took a, a brief pause for about a month where we used worship teams and, and things like that to lead our worship, which ended up being really well done, I think, and uh, well received. But we're excited about the choir coming back, and we're excited about what God has for us as we regather together in even uh, this week, actually. Yes, and you're also preparing for Christmas program as well. Is that right? That's right. Uh, you know, at Washington, we have a wonderful tradition of celebrating Christmas throughout the entire month of December. In fact, we kick off the season with our Hanging of the Green on the very last Sunday evening in November. Then uh, in December, the first Sunday evening, our children's choirs will present a program. The second Sunday evening, our adult choir will present what we're going to call a Christmas worship celebration this year, which is going to be really great. Then the following, the third Sunday evening, our youth choir will present a program. And then we'll have a carol sing on that Wednesday before Christmas. And everything sort of comes together for our Christmas Eve service on Christmas Eve at 11 p.m. And our handbell choir will play throughout the season. So they'll also be giving great leadership. And, and we've added a third octave to our handbell choir this year, which we're so excited to have. That's right. And, and Christmas is a wonderful time here at Washington. I'm excited about uh, you and Donna being here for all those festivities and uh, what you're kind of going to add to that this year that we haven't experienced before. Well, I appreciate your ministry here and all that you're, all the ways you're involved. And my last question is always, what is the best thing about Washington Baptist Church? Now, you've only been here a few months, but what do you think of the, what is the best or the best things about Washington? Well, I, I can think of several things. First of all, one of the most outstanding aspects of serving at Washington is the level of volunteer leadership. Our members love to serve and they're really good at it. And every ministry at Washington is strong because of the amazing level of lay leadership. I've also noticed in our short time here how, how important prayer is to our church and to our church family. I've never been part of a church where prayer plays such a major part in our ministry, praying for members' needs, praying for our community, praying for those who need Christ, praying for our local, state, and national leaders. Washington is a, a praying church. And I love also how our church takes ministry so seriously in the community. Our food pantry ministry is unbelievable. The facilities that we have, the volunteers, the impact on the community, it's all excellent. In fact, I think doing ministry with excellence might just be one of our greatest strengths here at Washington. Our facilities are well-maintained. Our ministries to children, families, students, senior adults, as well as our involvement in community ministries like Greer Community Ministries, the Christian Learning Centers that serve our local middle and high schools, and so many other ministries in the area where our folks are out in the community doing ministry. Uh, Washington Baptist folks, they put their faith in action all over the community, and, and they support missions all over the world. So then most of all, I think, what impresses me about Washington is it's just a gospel-centered church. Our pastor, Dr. Drew Hines, passionately preaches God's word unapologetically. And serving with you, Trent, as well as Drew, has been such a great experience for me and for Donna. Well, those are kind words, and I'll have to say amen to all that as well. <laughs> I and mean, that's 
we are blessed here to be here at Washington. And we um, really are. Like you say, that how active our people are. And I'd heard that for years before I joined here, which I've been here, I guess, nine years as a member of Washington. And um, I had always heard that in the community and from my brother and, and his wife who were here. But then when you come and experience it, it it's the truth. that they really, Everyone's involved and everyone finds their way to serve. And they're very active. That's, that's the blessing it's, we have it's here. It's just a great place to uh, serve together, to grow together in your faith, and to be challenged spiritually to walk um, in the light of, of Christ's love for us and, and our love for others as we serve and we try to reach the community with the gospel. Amen. Well, it's been a joy to serve with you to this point, and I'm excited about what the future holds here at Thank Washington. You. It's going to be great. Thank you for your time. Dave Dupree mentioned that our senior adult retreat will be October 28th through 30th at Ridgecrest Conference Center. Tom Capps, the Missions Ministry Director for the Three Rivers Baptist Association, will be leading the Bible study sessions at the retreat. He'll be speaking on Encore Ministry, motivating and preparing senior adults to continue to use their gifts and talents to advance God's kingdom. I'm excited about this retreat and what it will mean for our senior adult ministry. If you have any questions about our senior adult ministry here at Washington, please contact Dave Dupree or the church office. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Washington Weekly. Washington Baptist Church is located at 3500 North Highway 14 in Greer, South Carolina. Check us out online at WashingtonBaptist.org. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast as you get into God's Word and prepare to serve.